Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Um, I'm really, really excited for today because um, I had a little time to spend with this man uh, and just had an absolute blast. And I'm really excited to hear what he's up to and share with you. Um, so before I give like my little quick introduction, Guy, welcome. Hi, good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. I'm, I'm wait this way, this way. I'm, <laughs> <Not> right. <laughs> I'm less excited about Guy being here and more excited about Hale Dwaskin being here. Uh, well, so Hale, guys, well, guys not chopped liver. He's, he's, he's not. Right. <laughs> and you know what I always say? I've been, I've been chopped liver before. I'm used to it. <laughs> you, you know what I always say? I always say that when Guy and I do an interview together, it means that there's a really special guest here. Cause like sometimes I'll do the interview solo, but every time I run a, like across someone who's really awesome, I'm like, Guy, you're going to want to be here for this. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's always a good sign. So, hey, right. So, Hale, for those of you who may recognize him, uh, was actually in the movie The Secret. Remember that really, really wildly popular movie that all of you have probably seen multiple times? Um, came out in the 90s and was like the big thing. So Hale was in that. He's also in the new version of the book um, with Rhonda. But we're going to talk about all sorts of amazing things. He has a Sedona method, emotional release. We're going to talk about his journey. But first, I just want to welcome you, Hale, to the show, and thank you for being here. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. So uh, why don't you give a little bit of uh, your introduction, the way that you like to say, before we kind of like jump into the, the meat and potatoes of this thing here? Oh, my well, yeah, you're, and, You've been around every, for quite some time. Yeah. So every time I, I do this, the introduction's different, but I don't usually do an introduction, so I'll see ours what too. comes out. <laughs> yeah, ours too. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, uh, I've been studying uh, ways to help people since I was a teenager, a as I was discovering how to help myself. And uh, I got involved in the Sedona Method in 1976, 
because I met Lester Levinson, who's the man who inspired this work and who was my first teacher and mentor. And he didn't say that much about it, except it was who he was that really made the difference because he was a living embodiment of peace, of truth, mm. of happiness, of imperturbability, which is a big word. But he was just an exquisite person to be with. And it was just a casual encounter, but it changed my life because the next weekend I was taking a seminar uh, with one of his seminar leaders, his instructors. And before the seminar was even over, I knew that this is what I was going to dedicate my life to at age 22. And I've been going strong now for way over four decades. And it started as a personal quest to be free of suffering and to, and to discover the truth of who I was. And as I discovered that, the, the basis of the Sedona method is, is just that you are whole, complete, and enough as you are, not at some future time, but right here, right now. And it's, and that you have, that the feelings that hold us back, the thoughts that hold us back, the beliefs that hold us back, aren't the truth, and they aren't who we are. And so the, the Sedona method at first, when I first learned it, was more focused on letting go of those self-imposed limitations. And then Lester passed away in the early uh, 94. And before then, he had already turned over all his copyrights and the responsibility for his teachings to me. And after that, the focus has changed over the years to not just helping people have uh, uh, more money, better relationships, better health, but the the core piece that we teach now that still supports that is that that presence of awareness or beingness or isness that you are that all is is what is the ultimate goal. And it can be discovered right here, right now, from your own direct experience. In fact, I'm hoping I can share at least one tool immediately, if not more, that will help people discover that. So um, we created a movie uh, in, uh, what's that, in around 2012, that kind of expressed that called letting go. I, as you know, I was in the movie the, and book The Secret, and now I'm one of the featured teachers in Rhonda Byrne's latest book, uh, which is all about what we do. I mean, it's not based in uh, on, only on what we do. There, Lester Levinson is is the most quoted teacher in that book. I'm heavily quoted, but so are a host of amazing teachers and it's all about ending suffering and discovering the truth of who you are and so that's been my journey and in between there i grew up had a life used practice this in my life and have helped many people 
all over the world both let go of suffering and achieve what they desire in life and at the same time wake up to the truth of who or what they are so that's that's my bio i love it hale i just want to real quick just give you a, a reflection and an acknowledgement because you spoke about lester when you met him that he wasn't just speaking this work he was the embodiment of this work yes yes and i want to just reflect back to you that as soon as i was in your presence and i'm sure guy will will reiterate like i feel the same thing from you Oh, there is sweet. just a, yeah, there's just a, a peace and a grounded stability that you emanate. That is just, um, it shows that you have done a tremendous amount <laughs> of work to get That's to. Sweet. So I just want to, yeah. I want That's you to know that, that you're doing that same work. Um, we know, we know what it takes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It does, does require intention and focus yeah. and dedication yeah. and, and consistency and consistency and earnestness yeah. too and i yeah. i sense that in both of you and by the way those everyone watching and you two i'm just a mirror if you're sensing that you're just sensing yourself sure. it really has nothing to do with this particular body mind nothing at all beautiful i love that i have um a question for you, simply as someone that has been in this work, like you said, since 76, I think you mentioned. So, so we're looking at, you know, 45 years of, of being in personal development, spirituality, et cetera. And even you had mentioned that the work has shifted. And once the reins kind of got handed to you, that you started taking it in a different direction. Yes. And you and I just had a quick chat about this, but how different the world and landscape of personal development was in the seventies, much more into what you spoke about, like the achievement based results based, like, let me empower myself. Let me make millions. Let me all that stuff into what we are starting to sense. Uh, and, and some of the teachings that we're bringing forth also, which is more to what you are discussing now, right? Like, the beingness, the, the isness, this, uh, awareness piece that yes, guides to all of those other principles, but there, there's almost like this awakening that's happening for humanity. So I'm just, I have a curiosity. What has that journey been like? Like, what have you noticed during the shift, uh, from, from that kind of ideology to where we are today? Well, there's several things that have evolved in mass consciousness. One is when we first started doing the Sedona method in the 70s, it actually, the Sedona method actually predated me a few years. Lester was already doing it through his teachers in, um, in the early 70s. But it went from a tool that was very much about just... Um, having being and doing more in your life although it always had a very strong spiritual underpinning in fact what attracted me was not just to have more toys what attracted me is that i wanted i was already a conscious seeker as a teenager so at age 22 i had already gone through many programs wow so, and 
And I didn't just go through the programs when I was involved in EST, which is one of the programs that fits that model. Sure. Uh, I I took the training, but then I was a guest seminar leader. I was a assistant training supervisor. I I was about to become a graduate a graduate seminar leader, and I was on the the trainer track to become an S trainer. And when I met Wester and I discovered what that was all about, that whole direction just dissolved. Wow. And so did my interest in all these other things that were not to me as important <laughs> as discovering the truth of who you were yeah. or who you are. And uh, so, and, but at the time when we talked about letting go, most tools were not talking about that. Most people were, were talking about empowerment and, and discovering it, whatever it is, and all these other things. But it wasn't really about just simply letting go of what we aren't. And <laughs> so let, uh, the Sedona Method was uh, early to the table on that. A lot of, we have thousands of people who have copied us since then. Uh, and that part of what we do has never wavered. Um, and what I've seen happen in the world is so letting go has become, everybody talks about it. But what's also happened, and this is more recent, started getting, gaining a lot of traction. I mean, it was here, it's been here timelessly. Uh, there have been great sages for eons. I can name a few like Ramana Maharshi or Nizagardata Maharaj or, uh, or uh, there's so many, Yogananda. Uh, yeah. So these great teachers uh, have been coming into mass experience for a very long time. But in the 90s, what happened is an accelerated uh, in this century is th that non-dual experience started becoming less esoteric and less available to a small group of people and more happening to and interested in by more and more people. Yep. And uh, there are now thousands of non-dual teachers uh, in the world. Uh, mm -hmm. And I won't, you know, maybe they aren't all as um, as cooked as Ramana Maharshi or Nizagardata, but they're still pointing in that same direction. And it's getting into mass consciousness in a very profound way. That's why I think Rhonda was just part of that wave um, after she put out the movie The Secret. She spent 14 years continuing to study what, what actually we discussed. And again, I don't take credit for pointing her in this direction. She was already interested in this direction when she interviewed me for the movie, The Secret. There's a reason I have such a small role in the movie. I have 36 seconds or something. It's ridiculously small because the, we had an hour and a half interview and we mostly talked about letting go and non-duality because that's what her and the producer were more interested in. At the very end, they realized they were running out of time and they wanted to make sure I had, so I said something in the movie. So we <laughs> came up with something I could say that that would be used in the movie. And they actually ended up basing a whole section of the movie around it. 
because the quote was, uh, be for what you wanted to see in the world as opposed to against it. And then they made a whole segment of the movie around that. But Rhonda's search for this continued and she met many amazing teachers and she continued to study the Sedona method and Wester's teachings, which were, which are intertwined. Uh, and then she decided uh, that this book that she just released, which is about the that awareness that we all are, the and this recognizing that truth of who we are, she decided that was the book she was wanting to release next, and. That book is in already in over fifty languages, uh, and uh, it's it's spreading the world. And again, it's just part of this wave of that yes. direction of where everything's going. And again, you're part. Both of you are part of that too, because your work is going in that direction as well. Yes, it it does feel like we're in that period of time where it's like the the yogis that were stuck at the top of the mountain in the cave are, are starting to come down. We definitely are noticing a, a large proliferation of, of just an awakening that we've never experienced before. Also a uh, accelerated rate at which people are uh, uptaking the, this type of experience. Um, yeah, more than ever before things I used to see would take five, 10 years perhaps to grasp now seem like they take months and then there's no real cause for any of that. It just seems to be kind of opening and flourishing on its own as if predicated by time itself. So it's a very, I mean, I find this to be the most interesting time. I'm like, lose, win or draw, whether we are on the precipice of the most fantastic awakening in human history, which I do believe we're at the precipice of, or this is the end. I think this is the best front row seats any human being can have. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big divergence. <laughs> I, know what I, I know what I believe inside. I also know what's trying to be propagated, you know, through, through media to most people. So it's interesting. I would love for you to uh, define in your own words, non-dual for the sure. listening for the listening sure. public, because for most people, they're going to conceptualize that, not not understanding that that gets to be directly experienced and that the word is a pointer, but is not what it is. So I'd sure. love your own words. Sure, I'd like to do it in two ways. I'll talk about it very briefly, but I'd like to just take people into a direct experience of what right. I'm talking about rather than just talk about it. Uh, so non-duality just means that you and I and all that is experienced and all that is beyond experience is the same thing, is the presence of awareness or beingness that you are, that I am, that all are, and all that appears is. And it has, even though it's non-dual, we actually... we. We, you can't deny that we're all experiencing some sort of dual experience. There's there's a body over there. There's a, one. A, there's your two bodies, which are on two different coasts, and there, and everyone listening to this is appearing to listen to it from different locations. Yet, what's the same is the silence or the presence or the beingness that is listening. That silence or beingness or isness is actually the listener. That which 
is perceiving all. And there, that is, that's just one. There's not a me listening here and a you all, all listening there. There actually is no me and no you. There is a listening. There is a perceiving. And there's, there's, there's just one listening, one perceiving, one being. And it, it is both formless and it gives rise to all form. <laughs> and that doesn't make sense to the mind because the mind sees, sees things as either black or white right or wrong, good or bad. It sees things based on all it knows. The mind can only know duality. But what you are only knows unity. That's all it knows. And it doesn't even know that. It just is that. So, so non-duality is just pointing towards this. It's pointing towards everything that's being experienced is all part of the same, for lack of a better word, unified field that's actually not, uh, in. it's beyond personal and impersonal. It just is. It is boundless. It's timeless. It's spaceless. It's dimensionless. Yet it's ever new and always ex exquisitely beautiful, even if things aren't apparently going the way that particular body mind would prefer it. Yep. It's just the way it is. <laughs> So, so I love that, Hale. And for, for those who are listening to this or experiencing this uh, in a recorded fashion, uh, so you could have listened to what Hale just said. Uh, another way is to actually go back and receive the transmission that that was. So you can actually go back and listen to that. And there is a transmission there that actually points to and takes you to this, this groundless ground that he's talking about. Um, so if you want to explore that with yourself, try to drop into your body and go more into the felt senses. He's describing that, but see if you can actually tune into the energy because hell is a person that has uh, clearly invested a lot of time and spent much of his um, yeah, investment of time cultivating that energy. And so there's something that comes through people like that that actually helps your system find find those locales, so to speak, or non-locales in this situation. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, given that, you know, your uh, yeah, aptitude in this, right? Clearly, you're somebody who, who has invested much of their life with this practice. So where, where does the Sedona method fit in? Because you, you mentioned us, Elon and I were on that path too. Like right before Satori Prime became a company, we were basically, they wanted to fast track us towards being forum leaders. Yeah. And so that we were right on the precipice, same, same thing. And we had to sit back and say, do we want to become a forum leader for Landmark, which is uh, we had been in the organization for 15 years. Uh, I started when I was 19, Elon when he was 21. And for whatever reason, right, soul contracts, brothers, uh, we both had the same kind of moment and epiphany where like, this is what we're going to do with our lives. And I, and I was a directionless 
depressed, suicidal individual up until the point where I realized that I, I reality was malleable because up until that moment, it was a solid object. So it's funny that you had mentioned that. So we know that work extraordinarily well. And we also had clearly invested a, a bit of time there. So we had fundamentally thought that this is like the way, right? And then we we found this other energetic path and Ken Wilber, I think does a really good job of explaining there's a, the path of the growing up and the path of the waking up. Right. And neither, and they haven't really been bridged very well in this world. So we're right. kind of, but they don't, they don't need to be separate. Uh, yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. And so I think we're entering that time of the bridging where there's a, there, yes. the, the roots are meeting, so to speak for the first time. And so uh, it's almost like the enlightened masters also, in a way we're teaching one or the other and, and there has not really been a teaching that has kind of cultivated and brought forth both the integrity piece and this multidimensional aspect of humanity into one so that we can embody the energy here, not try to escape the experience to, to have it. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious since you've invested so much time in the Sedona method, can you, uh, maybe it's not brief, but describe in your own way, like what does that work bringing through that has had you invest that much time in it? Well, that presence of awareness or beingness that all is, the only reason that we don't experience it moment to moment, if there is a reason, is that the tendencies and desires, the the beliefs of in limitation, the thoughts, the feelings, the ideas that we are holding to the contrary. Now, this me speaking about it this way makes it sound like there's someone here holding it, but there isn't. <laughs> Part of what you discover as you let go of your sense of limitation is that it was never yours to begin with. It was never real. And, but what the Sedona method does is it's a bridge. Uh, it's always been a bridge. It's not, it's not either or, it's and. So if someone comes to us and they just are feeling depressed and they'd like to not feel depressed, we teach them a, a set of simple tools that helps them let go of the depression. Now, as they let go of the depression, very quickly, they start to discover there's a lot more to life than not being depressed. Yeah. And at first, that may manifest as more engagement in life, having more, being more, doing more. But very quickly, they start to also see that there's more to life than life. That, that life that we all experience is just what's happening on the surface. There is this vastness that we are, that life is just a, an infinitesimally, what we call life is just an infinitesimally small part of. And so we also help people as they make the journey into that as being their living experience. And then lastly, we help people to integrate that perspective back into life. Because it's not about escaping life. It's not about denying life. It's not about uh, giving up on life. 
And that's a common uh, pitfall that people fall into. They, they start discovering truth and it becomes an escape from life. Yet life is not separate from that. And it's an, it's an exquisite part of that. And you, you can discover that the less there is an enjoyer, the more there is enjoyment. Mm. <laughs> can you say that again? Yeah. Sure. The less there is an enjoyer, the more there is enjoyment. So beautiful. So good. So how the Sedona method fits into that is it embraces all of that. It embraces just someone who wants to empower themselves and, and also stop disempowering themselves through all their inner sense of limitation. It helps people see through the illusion of being a separate individual. And it helps people, again, integrate that back into life. So, uh, it is unique in that way. There, there are other teachers that do that, but they're not common. Most teachers either focus on just the empowerment end. Well, actually, there are three things I talked about. So there are some teachers that focus on the empowerment end. There are some teachers that focus on the discovering the truth of who you are and that they stop there. And then there are some teachers that uh, that focus on uh, discovering the truth of who you are and then also how to reintegrate it into life. But what we do is we talk about all three mm. and we, we assist with all three. It's beautiful. I, um, when you're, this work I have found, it calls to certain people, you know, this is, uh, I think when you're at certain stages of your life, um, certain work like what we were discussing before, which is much more in the personal development, kind of like empowerment type achievement based work really calls to you. And then, um, you know, the reason we came up with old souls and seekers is because we started to realize that a different brand of souls were starting to come in to do this level of deep, what we started to call like deep energetic healing work, this, this aspect of emotional release and letting go and inviting you these new energies and tapping in. In your experience, as you're taking people through this work, um, what have you found as like, you know, is the Sedona method driven through, I know you're big on experiences, Right. So is it, you know, is it done through meditations? Is it oh, done oh, through, well, you know, again, I think we've we've talked enough about it that we should start yeah. getting into practical examples. Let's do it. But it's it's really just a tool for inquiring uh, and discovering uh, through a series of just questions you ask yourself. What is really true in this moment and what is really necessary in this moment? Uh, and. One of the things you discover is that suffering is unnecessary. <laughs> and truth, uh, even on a relative level, most of what we believe is true is really hearsay, is really based on memory, is based on belief. And truth is that which never changes. 
It's changeless. So you actually can't know the truth. You can only be it. Mm. And, uh, and so as you start to embody the truth, that radically transforms the way that particular body-mind experiences life. But it's not us doing that. The reason we talked about this earlier, this is what's happening in, uh, in the waking dream on a mass scale at the moment, because this is what is supposed to be happening. There are no mistakes. Everything is always unfolding exactly as it's supposed to moment to moment. Always. Even when the mind screams, no, it can't be like this. Well, it is as it is. <laughs> so why don't I start with a, a simple technique that is very similar to what's a very a big part of Rhonda's new book, The Greatest Secret. Uh, it's not based on what's in the book. And what's in the book, her book is not based on what we teach. Uh, we were just one of uh, a whole bunch of teachers that used similar questions, and she distilled it down into her version of it in sure. the book. Uh, and, but I've been using this phraseology now for a couple of decades, uh, and it's very simple and very direct and very powerful. And it this is it's so simple and so direct that people, even if they're not interested in self-discovery, can use it to just free themselves from any sense of inner limitation. So uh, the technique is just basically that you welcome or allow whatever you're experiencing, and then you simply check, am I that? Or am I that which is aware? And by checking, you discover that you are the awareness. Right. You are that which is aware. So you're not caught up in the drama or the thought or the feeling or the belief or in that body-mind. And each time you see that, it's liberating. And it, it leaves a residue in the body-mind that's profoundly nurturing, relaxing, opening, uh, enlightening. And so why don't I take us through, the, uh, through this a few times so that you can get a sense of it. Sure. So in this moment, just allow yourself to, to and I'm going to do this with everyone. I'm not going to not single out either one of you so that you know, I'm not going to put you on the spot, even though I don't think you'd have a problem with this at all. <laughs> <laughs> so in this moment, just allow yourself to think of something in life that you're wanting to change or improve. And then notice the visceral response to that. What feeling does that bring up inside of you? Just notice it. And then could you be present with it? Allow it. And then notice how there is, when emotions arise, there's usually a sense either that I am the emotion or that it belongs to me. 
So focus on the emotion and that sense that you are it. Or it is yours. And then check. Are you actually that? Or are you that which is aware? If you really look, you'll notice that you are the awareness. And each time you see that anew, first off, seeing it once, if you really see it, you never need to check again. But for most of us, we need to keep checking until the mind surrenders and stops going back into into believing in itself instead of noticing what's actually real or true. But So let's do it again. Focus on that same thing or anything else in your life that you've been wanting to change or improve. And notice the inner feeling or visceral response to that. And then could you just simply be present with it? Allow it. And then just check, are you actually that? Or are you that which is aware? Again, each time you notice that you are the awareness, it, it disengages the body-mind from what, e what even a moment ago could seem all-consuming. Mm -hmm. And so that one question, which is uh, in Rhonda's book, she says, are, are you that or are you that which is aware of it? I, short, uh, I usually do it in a shorter form because it points more to the awareness itself as opposed to an apparent you who's aware of it. That's not as important. But uh, it's, it, that technique is just a natural inquiry into what's actually he, real or true now. The, part of the reason the Sedona method is as powerful as it is, is it, it's just a series of questions that help you discern what's real what's true in this moment. And the more you can discern that, the more you free yourself yeah. to experience it directly and to live it in life. Yeah, I find that the more you do this kind of work, the more... Well, first, I think it takes something in the beginning because there's... Um, as you begin to shift into this place of awareness, I think you start to allow new energies and new information to just come through. Uh, some people see it, some people hear it, some people can just sense it and feel it. Um, and it feels, there's almost like a lack of belief that what you are experiencing is true. It's like you're, the, the, this other part comes through and goes, this can't be real, you're making this up, this is, you know, um, and I think through consistency, you really start to trust 
the simplicity of the process because the mind really wants to make this like it can't be that simple i can't just be witness and hold presence with this part internally that is sad or frustrated or angry and it disappeared like it can't be that easy i've read all these books <laughs> videos people have told me that i need to go through this process and write these things and visualize oh, i know right and something comes along and it really is this simple um and what i find is that the more you tap into that a it just gets easier and easier because you're almost like creating pathways for it to be released easier and easier um and then the other thing is that your own truth starts to come in and i think when you start to tap into that like one of the strangest byproducts of doing this work is um for for me my brother a bunch of our clients is that whereas before i was reading you know a book a week uh, I find myself reading less and less and less and sitting in this present aware state more and more and more because it feels like it's more true to me and where I'm at at any given moment than even the best of teachers at most were writing to point to something to help you get into those places. Um, and whereas before I would consume myself with trying to understand through the mind what I love that you do, Hale, and I think so many teachers do not do this. Uh, and it's a big thing that like we're huge proponents of is taking people through the experience of because reading about this stuff makes absolutely no difference. You'll, you'll sound really good at a dinner party, but <laughs> it's not, it's not gonna, you know, it's not going to help you kind of embody the work. And so for anyone that's listening and, you know, that exercise may have felt very, very simple. Um, just like meditations that we release, it's it, the idea is the simplicity, like, yes, leaning into simple. I'm today, anyone that tries to sound smart or do I'm like, <laughs> Okay, too much. You know, you boil it down. I really love that if you operate from this place with consistency, um, you you allow something so much bigger than us to guide your life, to yes. guide your healing, to guide yes. all of it. And and it I mean, I'm sure you can speak to this experience too. Like it gets to a point where life seems magical. It's, it's like this magical unfolding where I'm just in awe. There's so, so as we're on this interview, just so you guys know, like my wife came screaming down, like, like I, I all of a sudden I hear like <laughs> coming down the stairs. I'm like, mute, mute, cause I know something like, I thought it was one of my kids and it happened to be my wife. And, um, she had just found out like she got this amazing news where she doesn't have to take the bar uh, in Florida. And she's just like, yeah. and I, you know, it's things like these moments where she wrote this posted note we've been creating and, and just life just flows when you stop resisting yes. the thing that is. Yes. Yes. And the interesting thing too, is life is always flowing. It's yeah. just that we don't recognize it when we're caught up 
in our inner dramas, in our stories, in our beliefs. The, in this moment, whatever is unfolding is already exquisitely beautiful, even if the mind is rebelling against it. Yes. I don't want people listening to this to think, oh, well, yes, you'll, there are more and more things that, from the perspective of the person, seem to be ex really amazing. And just like what you said, that's a very common occurrence. But what's even more amazing is that even ordinary experience, the day, I mean, I just, before I got on the phone, well, we're not on the phone, before we got on whatever this platform is, it's, you, you've branded, it looks like somebody else's platform. But uh, I, I was vacuuming the house. And that was just as much fun as yeah. hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Uh, and so this exquisite beauty, mm. this exquisite peace and certainty and joy and presence is already at the heart of every experience. And it's also before experience and after experience. Mm. The, exper the experiencing is where we touch the, this, what we call life. But we are that which gives life to life. And that is very, that is already completely not in need of anything to change. Yeah. Externally. Yeah. In fact, it doesn't even see a difference between internal and external. That's right. It's just That's all the right. same. Yeah. So, yeah, it's. And again, everything we're talking about is entering more and more people's consciousness. Part of it is all the amazing tools. I mean, there are people listening to this, whether they're doing it live or from a recording all over the world. Yeah. And it, it, and everyone listening to this, this is appearing in your dream. So it's not coming from me or from Guy or from Ian. This is coming from the core of what you are. That's the source. The source is what we all are. And there's only one source. It appears that there are Guys and Ians and Hales and Marys and Joes and Bobs. But that's just an appearance. Uh, an amazing, one of the other amazing teachers in the the uh, Rhonda's new book, The Greatest Secret, is a teacher, one of the ones I highly recommend, is a teacher called um, Shakti Katarina Maggi. She's an Italian. And I was listening to one of her talks this morning, and she used this amazing analogy, which I'm sure you've heard similar ones before, but there is only one light, and then it gets refracted by the mind into this appear, appearance of multiplicity. And it's, it's still only one light, but just like a prism, when the sunlight passes through it, projects all over the room of life, apparent different individuals, it's still just that one light. Yes. And that is what you are and I am and all is. 
Mm. And it's it's that it's that way even when someone is completely unaware of it when they're just living life completely based on the surface they're not they're not even trying to do self improvement they're just trying to get through the day survival mm-hmm. yes how can i take this a little bit more into just the real like like not the real world the 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 world as it is happening right now obviously sure. 2020 was a uh, a pretty disruptive time for many, many, um, and I'm just curious from where you sit, watching what the collective is is going through, um, from death with the virus to government upheavals to all this stuff that's that's occurring. Um, for people that are really struggling to get to that place of acceptance of what is, that this is in fact the flow of life and that this person who maybe they despise, they can't see them as that reflection of light, right? They, they see them as this dark devil energy right 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 right. no no and that's happening there's a lot of projecting going on yes (laughs) a lot of projecting going on so in my experience this whole time period is just an invitation to wake up from the dream that we're usually living most of us are living a dream well, actually, in my experience, this is all just a waking dream, but most of us are living a dream within the dream. We're, we're experiencing our perception of what's real as though that is the one reality. And most of us live in very confined little boxes. So as you allow yourself to see through these boxes you then deal with the situation at hand from a very different place, from a place of love and a place of compassion and a place of understanding for yourself and everyone else going through this. And it happens naturally. You don't have to effort to be good or to, or to support others. You just find yourself naturally moving in that direction. And there is a way to start discovering that. And let me just point it out. So let's go back to that technique that we did before. And let's do that once. And then I'll show you another step you can take from there that will help when there is apparent conflict around you. Sure. So again, focus just on whatever you're experiencing in this moment. Especially any point where you think that is you. Your body, your mind, your world, the current situation. Where it's happening to you. And then check, are you that? Or are you that which is aware? Now, just in seeing that, the awareness becomes more self-obvious to itself. Now, in this moment, check, is that awareness limited 
to a location. If you don't focus on the body, if you just focus on that awareness that you are, can you actually find a boundary? Yes, the body, of course, has boundaries. But does you, as awareness, have a boundary? If you really look, you'll find that you are boundless. And then all apparent others appear within this boundlessness. And they seem to be separate from that awareness. But check that too from your own direct experience. Is that person actually separate from this awareness that you are? Or is it just an appearance? Again, I'm not saying bodies aren't separated, but is that which you truly are, that bodies appear in or on, actually separated from anything or anyone? Or is that awareness too? If you really look, you'll see from your own direct experience that even these situations that for most of us have, have been at best an inconvenience, but worse, an, an enormous disruption that have caused pain and suffering. But is even that separate from the awareness that you are, if you really look if you look from or as that awareness that you are, you'll notice that there is no separation. And in noticing that, it's harder to resist. It's harder to reject. It's harder to judge because it all is contained within that which you are. And that makes it easier to deal with what is. You still do whatever's appropriate to deal with life situations, but you do it from a much more expanded point of view. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. We. Um... You know, as they say, there are many, uh, many roads to the top of the mountain. Uh, we, we've been uh, part of a few mystery school. Well, we've been a part of a mystery school for the last few years that heavily dives into and, and adopts from a lot of different mystical um, spiritual science. And uh, it's interesting to see the approach that's taken to go to that other level of mind uh, through this uh, through this questioning. Uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Byron Katie's process a little bit uh, with some of the way that she questions people to get them out of ordinary mind. Um, but yeah, it's still very enjoyable. Yes. Yeah, just an immediate soothing and, and grounding inclusivity, compassion that naturally arises. It's uh, always excites me to be with people who, who are of this type of vibration already because it immediately becomes apparent of what the world is turning into 
Yes, it is, it is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and By Byron, uh, the work, as Byron calls it, is very similar to some of the stuff that we do too. We, I've just touched on a one particular way of doing this. There, sure. there's a whole host of things, uh, and uh, Byron's work is very complementary. There are a lot of people who do the work and the Sedona method, and vice versa. I can see why. Yeah. Where did the name come from, by the way? Why Sedona? Oh, the Sedona method. <laughs> it used to be called uh, Mind Freedom. And then, do you remember the? Well, you guys were—I don't—you were very young, so you may not remember. There was something in the seven, uh, late seventies or early eighties called the Jonestown Massacre, where there were uh, eight hundred people. Uh, they were part of a cult, and they've been brainwashed, and they—they they drank the Kool Aid literally that was laced with a poison, and eight hundred people died. Wow! And so. We decided that people, again, we were talking, uh, that's mind control, but we didn't want to be confused with that. And it was early on, this was in the late 70s, before Sedona, the place, was discovered. And the Sedona method shows you how to feel as, as relaxed and as happy and as open as you do in a beautiful place like Sedona uh, without, without having to be there. And plus, the first Sedona Method courses were held in Sedona, Arizona, in the early 70s. Okay. And so we named it after that. It, afterwards, Sedona got discovered, the place. And now it has a lot of cachet. But at the time, it was just a neutral term we could use mm. that wouldn't be misconstrued. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so interesting. Um, well... I know we're coming here to uh, the end of the interview, and uh, I know people are going to want to find out more about you and the Sedona Method. Uh, I know, bro, you had uh, created that. So uh, Hale has been generous enough to give all the listeners here a gift. Uh, guys are going to throw the link up right now. Uh, but if you're listening on a recording or in your car or anything like that, if you just go to Sedona.com, forward slash old souls, no spaces, no periods, no hyphens. So Sedona.com forward slash old souls. Uh, Hale, do you want to talk about what, what they're going to receive when they get there? Sure. Uh, it's actually uh, a page that links to a bunch of our free resources. We have, uh, we have this, the Sedona method YouTube page, which we, I do and Lester and I have quotes on it every day. Uh, there are free, uh, our our youtube page did i say youtube just now i can't yes. remember so that's that actually has over 200 free videos of this uh, different aspects of this process in our facebook page we do quotes uh, and then we have all sorts of other free resources we're even making the move their 108 minute movie i mean the uh, hour and eight minute movie that we did is available for free as well so there's all sorts of uh, free things and it also shares some information about our programs uh and again i just want to leave everybody with this just remember that that feelings are just feelings they're not facts and they're not you and you can let them go and also just just be open at least to the possibility that you what are already that 
which you've been seeking in every activity you've ever done. You are already the wholeness, the completeness, the beauty, the happiness, the love, the, the joy that often seems like it comes from outside of yourself. But it actually is your basic nature. And if you just stay open to that as a possibility and start exploring that for yourself and keep letting go of what you're not, you can discover this and have it become your living experience every moment. Beautiful. Even to that. So beautiful. Bro, any last words? No, pal, I was going to say such a pleasure. I appreciate you and all the work, everything you're bringing through. I'm sure the countless people whose lives you've impacted and changed and uh, it's admirable. We're grateful to be on the path with you as a fellow brother, humanitarian and all the rest of it. So thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. Yeah. And thank you for both of you, Ian and Guy, for, for doing what you do and for sharing what you're sharing. We're, we're, all, we're all working on this together in our own unique ways. And thank you all, everyone who's been listening live and all of you who will listen to the, this recording, because this is all happening because of where we all meet inside. And that mm. beingness or awareness is actually taking care of all of it. So we're, we're all in this together. Absolutely. Amen. Thank you guys for being here. For those that participated, thank you for uh, those that are listening. If you have any questions, comments, you want to ask us anything or hail anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. I hope you're having an amazing day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams, we answer your personal questions, and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.